This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. Marketing Jam is brought to you by Cyber Impact, the email marketing platform made specifically for Canadian small businesses. Go to cyberimpact.com forward slash jelly, create a free account, and start sending Castle compliant promotional emails in just a few clicks. Here's your host, Darian Kovacs. Hey, welcome back to Marketing Jam. Shahid Devji here, and really excited to be sitting next to Rich from BuzzFeed. Uh, BuzzFeed, a huge brand in the digital space, and what it is today is probably not what it was when it first began. Can you tell us a little bit about what BuzzFeed was when it first started, uh, and then when did you join the, the train? Yeah, so, so BuzzFeed's been around for 11 years now, and it started as this small shop in, in Chinatown, New York, and it was really just experimenting with content that people would share. That was it. It was this fascination with connecting people over content. And that has obviously spawned into what BuzzFeed is today, which is the, 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 the leading independent uh, tech media company in the world. Um, but we've kept that philosophy from the beginning, which is creating shareable content that connects people and is of service to our audience. It's just a very simple approach that has led to, to, to what we see today. I've been at the company for two and a half years. Um, it feels like a lifetime with the speed that <laughs> yeah. things are evolving and, and what we're doing. Um, but it's been brilliant. I, I, would, I don't, you know, it's, it was a great move for me personally and professionally to yeah. join the company. 11 years ago, I mean, that was the beginning of sort, sort of the shareable digital generation, right? So using the word experimenting is, is very relevant. It, I, I would say, and I'm sure you would agree, that BuzzFeed was a pioneer in that space, right? Would you, would you think so? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, but again, it w that wasn't necessarily an objective. I okay. think it was a much more simple objective of like, let's just keep making content that people are responding to. Uh, as, as a response to a gap, maybe, you think? Or potentially, just testing? Yeah. Potentially, I mean, you, you look, I, you know, I look back to, times where you would get an email that someone sends to you saying, oh, I thought you would really like this. I yeah. mean, my, my dad still will send me an email yeah. of something he thinks I'll like, or even going back further, it's a, a, a newspaper cutting, yeah. you know, of something my dad would cut out soccer news and leave it on my bed or something yeah. like that. You know, there's this amazing thing about just connecting with people over content, and we've always done it. Yeah. Um, and I think for a lot of people, there's the feeling that the, the digital world is pulling people apart or, or putting up barriers or, you know, really what our aim is to, is to bring people together um, and it works. You know, we've, we've built a devoted audience by being devoted to them in, in, in making sure that's our approach. Okay, so we're obviously at, at a conference, a marketing conference here and BuzzFeed today it looks a lot different, I think, than it, you know initially it did. You know, the, the, the listicles, the, the articles uh, initially are still a part of it, but how would you define BuzzFeed today and in the work that you do as the executive creative director? What is BuzzFeed now? I mean, it's, you know, we're still a tech media company. We still fall in that space, but yeah, we've evolved massively. And, and to your point, yeah, we still deliver 
quizzes. Quizzes are growing. Our audience and, our, and uh, you know, for people taking BuzzFeed quizzes is ever growing and it's monumental, you know, it's massive. And then, you know, lists again are just as popular as they always were. We definitely evolve and, and roll with, with um, you know, kind of with, with time and, and with the digital space expanding. Um, and it's now led to us having this series of ever-growing fantastic media brands that are, that are covering sort of verticals of certain worlds in the digital space. But they're also moving from, as we'd say, like from uh, URL to IRL, you know, <laughs> yeah. to, to, you know for, for, for tasting, for example, we now have a product line of um, fantastic cooking utensils that we sell in, in Walmart stores, and that's all spawned from our approach to, to refreshing cooking content and, 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 and delivering cooking content that's highly relatable um, uh, on, a, on a human human connection level. So we keep growing, um, but our mission stays the same. Uh, and, and I expect us to continue to grow at the rate that we are. What, talk a little bit about the balance that maybe you and your role need to have, or maybe I'm wrong here, but you know, I, I find that a, a lot of the content that was popular initially or in, over the years with BuzzFeed, I think back to the, you know, the, the dress and the, the different colors and um, you know, simple things like that, that on the surface maybe don't uh, need a lot of production and production value. They certainly need direction, but is there a balance that you need to, to have in terms of how much to put into something? To, to stay on brand even? Yeah, I think if you get too caught up in aesthetics, then you're actually killing the raw creativity of something you know, under the surface. So, uh, you know, moments like the, the dress or even the Facebook Live video where we saw the how many- the, Yeah, the exploding <laughs> watermelon. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it, there's no reason to shoot that beautifully, to light it perfectly. This is, that was a real thing we were messing around. I remember I was in the office writing an email on my phone, watching these guys <laughs> do it. I mean, it happened just, it was, it, it was the thing that we did. We didn't need to overly produce it. Um, and I think that's, that's the wonderful thing about the digital space. I don't think there's snobbery about aesthetics and, uh, and, and certain like overly planned creative executions of things, which I think is great. Again, it's 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 real. It's 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 you know it's accessible. It's um, and I think you can see that with brands too. You know, I think the, the, it used to be that brands held the power. They had the products that people wanted, and they would have these glossy this glossy imagery or these perfect commercials that made you aspire, made you feel like you needed their product, you really needed to reach out and, and, and grab it. That's changed and I think the digital scene is what's really changed that. To now, the consumer holds all the power. Brands need to work a lot harder to actually connect with a brand and convince the, uh, connect with the consumer and convince them that their product, their brand is the one to, you know, worth their time. Um, so I think with that, again, has come this sort of erosion of like overly planned or um, creative direction. Yeah. Uh, however, having said that, we do take the content we do very seriously. I mean, we're not intentionally rushing it out or making it look scruffy. I mean, if you look at a tasty video, they're beautifully shot, they're beautifully lit, um, down to the framing and the interactions and how we ramp the speed in certain sections, slow it down in others. Um, 
So it varies across what we're, what we're doing. And, and when we're partnering with different people, we're, we're well aware that certain brands do still have certain things they take very seriously. We're not going to encourage a brand to partner with us and make a bit of content that seems a bit scruffy or seems a bit rushed. Um, you know, we want, we want our partners to have a fantastic experience working with us and we'll mold and adapt. With someone with the title creative director, I mean, what's your, what's your background like? Because I know there there might be some push and pull with some creative directors not to focus on lighting properly all the time and, and you know the best audio. Um, is that a struggle that you've had personally, or, or is, are you all game for the for this this I guess new type of direction? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm at an, an advantage. I think I didn't come from the ad world. Um, I came from a storytelling world. Um, and that's, in that that sense, it's all about the story, right? It's all about the story. It's all about connecting with the audience, and so that's always been my obsession. So maybe it was a bit. I was, you know, in a, in a bit of an advantage coming into that. However, I massively respect, obviously, and look up to creative directors in the more traditional ad world and creative agency world. Um, I, I think, you know, things are changing, and there's. There's both sides need to learn from each other. I think the, the traditional media, sort of legacy media or traditional advertising space, can learn from a lot of what the, the digital publishers are doing, and, and vice versa. There's yeah. learnings both ways. Both ways. So when you were talking about the the initial birth of BuzzFeed, you know, you, you mentioned creating content that resonated with with an audience and that people enjoyed consuming, and you've been talking about that throughout because that is the purpose. Um, but you also mentioned sort of brands uh, and their products and their products kind of being the priority and them having to maybe shift from that and focus on the consumer a lot. Are, are you seeing that as one of the biggest trends now in marketing that it has to be consumer first uh, all the time and, and not necessarily product first even though that seems so obvious now? I just think the results are, speak for themselves. Uh, you know, I think the brands that are, are, are communicating in the best ways at the moment are the ones that are thinking about their consumer, not thinking just about themselves and their own identity, you know, and, and um, or on the other hand, there's certain brands that are revealing more about themselves so right. that they, you know, people can realize that they're not out of reach, that, you know, that they're, they're just people too, you know. Um, so there's, there's a few different ways of approaching it, but I think there is, there is a fundamental shift going on, which is great for the consumer and great for the brand, so it should be embraced. So you've been talking about partnerships. In terms of partnerships, we've got you know, your traditional style where you know, there's, there's advertising and there always has been and there maybe always will be. Yeah, that's a, a maybe remain to be seen, but what are some unique ways that you guys are, are partnering with um, you know, brands in your creative content that still allows that creative content to be uh, as or as organic and, and natural as possible. We're very proud of the fact that we kind of offer something for everyone in, in, in terms of partnership. Um, we really see ourselves as a full service sort of destination, I guess, for, for ad solutions. Um, you know, in, in Canada, we've recently released, released our sort of low touch video product which is um, based off our, our mountain of learnings that we have. It's a way for a brand to, that have smaller budgets to just play with us, you know, do something that we know is going to perform very, very well for them and, and, and with our Is that audience. specific to Canada or just released in Canada? No, in it, it, it's, a, it's, it's, we've launched it in our international markets okay. and uh, it's had fantastic, fantastic results. Um, 
But then, you know, we're full spectrum. So on the other side, we've also opened up, you know, much sort of bigger um, co commercial partnerships where we can make, you know, much, much more premium, like almost TV commercial-esque content uh, in, 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 in sort of quality. Um, to series, making series together with brands, to throwing events, to doing pop-ups through our different franchises. So if you look at some of our media brands, there's so much potential to get involved beyond just making a piece of content with us. You know, with Tasty, you can make content, but you can also be involved in events and pop-ups that we're doing around Tasty as well. Um, and we're seeing that we can be full funnel with, with, with a lot of, you know, we're, we're, we're encouraging action. We're, we're instigating action on the behalf of the consumer. People aren't just watching a tasty video. They're going out and buying those ingredients to make the content, to make the, the food themselves. And then they're taking pictures of the food and sharing it all with their friends. So, um, And that's a natural progression. So it feels progression. quite uh, organic, right? Yeah. And it's great for brands to be part of that. They are, yeah. they are being of use to the consumer. Yeah, exactly. So do, do you find that there is much pushback for innovation in that you know you guys have grown a lot uh, and you continue to grow and offer new services um, but and ask the question because I don't know if you've heard of Daily Hive um, yeah. Daily Hive is I'll say similar in that you know it starts as a blog very you know singularly focused on providing content that's of use to, to a local audience and you know what's going on around town but it's grown into a full-service publication online in Canada um, but they receive pushback when they grow and when they offer certain types of content and offer certain types of partnerships within that content. Do you see pushback and is there hesitation uh, for innovation because of that? Uh, or is it is it is anything fair game? No, I mean, I think if, I mean, push pushback from, from your from, audiences. From the audience? Yeah. No, I think that, again, we're, we're always putting audience first. We're listening to them, you know, what they want, we're, we're, and we're adapting with that. So, you know, as I said, some things that people love and are ever growing, like our quizzes, we're just going to keep doing them for people until yeah. they're like, all right, enough is enough. So that's not one um, thing in favor of another, right? No, no. I mean, we, we you know, we, we don't want to abandon things that we're doing if our audience are, are, are consuming them. We definitely don't put innovation first, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we 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 react. We let our audience show us the way, and and by doing that, we shouldn't experience pushback. Yeah, and that seems like an obvious thing to do, but it almost is novel right now. Where innovation and, and trying the newest and latest thing seems uh, like the thing to do. Do you see that in other areas where people are maybe too quick to to jump to the new thing and abandon the old thing? Yeah, I find innovation a, a really complicated word because for a lot of the time especially when it comes to advertising, it'll mean let's try something crazy, something yeah. quirky, you know. Uh, I, I think you can have an innovative approach to what you do. It doesn't need to mean a stunt or something wild or a complete roll of the dice and just see what the hell happens, yeah. you know. I think you can be innovative in your thinking just by having good insights that are your foundation layer or a swim lane for you to then experiment in and, and be innovative in rather than just trying something sweeping and, and, and crazy. So, you know, we're, we're, uh, we were named the, by Fast Company as the most innovative company in the world. But that doesn't mean that we're just trying crazy stuff all the time. You know, we're, we're following direction from our audience. We really think through what we're doing and we iterate constantly. 
a lot of the time with innovation, it's 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 a crazy splash at something. And, oh, it didn't work. Don't worry about it. We'll try another crazy thing over here and a crazy thing over there. We don't approach thing that, things that way. We approach things as a constant evolving experiment that we're learning from the whole time. Um, that's an innovative approach. Um, so yeah, it's a complicated, it's a complicated word. But I think you know, to the point that the speaker was saying earlier about chasing squirrels, I think yeah. you, do, you do need to have a focus um, and and a patience with what you're doing. You can't just constantly be jumping to the next thing. We've talked a lot about video already. Um, is that where a lot of the focus is going for you guys on on video? And do you see that changing anytime soon? There is a lot happening in video. I mean, video is seen by a lot of people as the best way to access, you know, to, to, to tap into to large audiences, and, and it's a highly interactive medium. People share and comment a lot, but we're still seeing incredible performance with our posts and with our quizzes. And you know, not every medium is for everyone, but video is a very large part of what we're doing. Absolutely. So what's, what's the favorite thing that you've worked on in the two plus years that you've been with uh, BuzzFeed? I'm very, very excited by Bring Me. Bring Me is our yeah. travel and experience uh, media brand that we've launched, which is just, I don't like to use the word disruption, but I guess like kind of refreshed travel online. As I was saying at the, at the conference, you know, travel, Online now, you know, you search for a travel advice, it's the same top 10 things you can predict in all cities. The Eiffel yeah. Tower is coming up, the Louvre is coming up in Paris. Or, um, you know, it's, or travel is really, any curiosity you have around travel is, you know, the response is prices, bargain deals, and you better hurry and act now. Or it's sort of mass opinion on things with, you know, people kind of writing reviews on things. Or it's highly aspirational content. It's these, these remote beaches that are stunning that you never could afford to get there, or you know, or to get a, get there and it not be mobbed with tourists. You have to be there at like five o'clock in the morning or something like that. Yeah. Um, we want to push all that to the side and deliver you know solutions within travel and inspiration within travel that is within reach, which is things you want to do with other people that is unlocking things like in Vancouver you never knew existed and look amazing and you want to do with your friends or just you know providing like cool advice and like a utility to people that are looking to spend their hard-earned money on a cool experience or something different don't necessarily want the top 10 and don't necessarily want to go to tourism tourist swamped places so I'm very very excited by by that I like traveling myself um, and it's it's rapidly growing as as our media brand. So yeah, you traveled uh, from London to, to New York. When did you do that? Uh, when did you when did you make the, the the trek over to the states? Was it for Buzzfeed? It was it was about no, it wasn't actually. It was for it was for college. It was okay. about uh, thirteen years ago. I think. Okay, all right. So yeah. would you consider yourself equal parts American at this point or not? I'm married to an American. Okay. So uh, so, so yes. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess so. I mean. Got a bit of a weird accent. I've got this kind of mid-Atlantic thing going on. So yeah, and the longer you stay, the weirder it'll get. Right? Yeah, it's true. But and I noticed you did say the word soccer, not football. It's terrible. Does that pain you to do that? It does. It does. And I'm embarrassed that I did. Some of my friends will be very upset right now. 
Uh, it depends where I am. I'll adapt. I'm a chameleon. I'll yeah, adapt. Yeah, yeah. In England, I wouldn't dare say I'm soccer. I'm receptive to the word soccer. <laughs> We've got a soccer team here, uh, the yeah. Vancouver Whitecaps, yeah. and you've got a soccer team in New York that you know, they, they play against each other. Uh, have you found yourself supporting uh, the MLS more as you've kind of set I've up been, in the States? I've been, I've, been to, uh, I've been to some great MLS games. Yeah. I think as an Englishman, when you have your football team, you, it's very difficult to ever have a second team. You yeah. just have your team. So Which is Arsenal. Arsenal uh, I'm a Liverpool so. fan, so uh, <laughs> good thing we didn't say that at the beginning. You're right? doing better yeah. than us right yeah. now. Yeah, but, this, um, this year. No, it's, I think it's really cool what's happening with the MLS in, yeah. in, the, in the US. I hope it continues growing. I've said for a long time, it's, it's not long before the US win the World Cup. Yeah, so. yeah. It won't be the next one, though. So. <laughs> no, no, maybe not. Yeah. One day. Absolutely. Well, thanks for taking some time. Yeah, of course. Thanks for today. chatting. Great conversation. Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.